Yep. Uh, yeah, we're joined by NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, his uh, first official visit to Rogers Place. Gary, thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, I sat in on your 3.15 and 3.45 today with the Oilers staff. I was there for the uh, press conference, so you've been talking a lot today. I'm often accused of talking too much, and we talked a lot during the 2010-11 buildup to this building and the deal getting put in place. Now that you're here, obviously all that effort in terms of coordinating things between Daryl Cates and the city of Edmonton, it's come to fruition. Your thoughts on what we're seeing here tonight? It's nothing short of phenomenal. I had obviously seen the plans. I had a level of expectation as to what this would all be like, the arena and the ice district. Clearly, Daryl Cates' vision, which was endorsed by Mayor Mandel, uh, was something that I knew could be transformational, not just for the hockey team, but for the city of Edmonton. And this exceeded all my expectations. It is nothing short of phenomenal. You've always downplayed your role in terms of helping the parties get to a place where they needed to put the deal together. Uh, but the one thing that's been reinforced me uh, to me in the limited occasions that I've had to discuss with certain parties is that you did play a central role in that. And I guess that comes in part and parcel, but you still got to have the... Uh, deal makers to get the deal done well it's, it's flattering to hear that people say that i think i was able to help uh the the mayor and daryl stay in touch stay on track keep the lines of communication open and make sure that that with this great vision that they both shared it was able to be effectuated and not uh, get sidetracked on some issues that maybe weren't as important. And so, you know, to, to have been a, a small part, in my view, of that process uh, and to see the end result is very gratifying. Cal Nichols, uh, not once but twice, uh, was involved in resuscitating the Edmonton Oilers franchise, once with the SOS campaign back in 1990-1996 when uh, Peter Pockman and all the team, and then putting together the 38-man group to uh, uh, put the Oilers together. Uh, and, and you mentioned today just uh, with the uh, organization uh, staff, just, you know, remarkable how far things have come, even dating back to 1998, how important it was for Edmonton to stay in the mix. Well, you know, we, we always believed in whether or not it was getting a new system for the Players Association, getting new ownership, getting a new building. If NHL hockey didn't work in a place like Edmonton, then NHL hockey wasn't going to work for the long term. And this is a, a, a city with a great love of the game, a great history, great tradi- tradition, great fans, great players have played here. And it was important to us to make sure that the essential ingredients were in place so that the the team would not only survive but would have an opportunity to thrive for the long term. Tell us this. During a three- or four-year run, there was the Canadian Assistance Program in the early 2000s. And at that time, some of the American bigger markets helped contribute four teams like Edmonton and Calgary. I used to say all the time on the radio back in 0405 was the battle uh, the battle for Alberta, not the battle of Alberta, to get uh, to get the uh, salary management system in place that you guys did. But would t- could you ever envision a scenario where a city like Edmonton could actually become a revenue generator and a contributor into revenue sharing for some American markets because I'm going to doubt that some American owners and maybe some of the, even the Canadian owners didn't believe that would ever be the case back in the late 90s, early 2000s. We knew it all along. Did no. you? No. Um, the fact is th- this is a great success story. Uh, it's fueled by a great city with great fans. 
uh, and having the arena uh, and having the team more competitive than it's been in years. Uh, all the vital signs came together, but it was something that we knew Edmonton was always capable of. Uh, this, this is a great city. Uh, it has tremendous resources, tremendous people, and, you know, sometimes, and people talk about it in other contexts and other cities, there are just sometimes a franchise or a city has problems, and it doesn't mean you abandon it, it means you work your way through it. And whether it was Cal Nichols and putting together the group of 36 to 37, whether it was Daryl Cates buying the franchise from them, whether or not it was the negotiations for this building, and not just the building, but, but the ice district, putting all the pieces together, we knew at the right time could make this a strong, proud franchise. You hinted to it today, timing of the importance too for future events in this building, referring to the potential of an all-star game or an NHL draft. I've been at the last well, 15 plus of them, but I mean, it'd be a wonderful Me thing. Me too. I yeah, knew you looked Yeah, I, I was thinner in a bunch of those draft years. But no, with all sincerity, uh, you want to see the rest of this district fill out to totally capitalize on all the things that Edmonton and Ice District could bring. Well, this organization, OEG, Oilers, uh, this building should be hosting major NHL events, but why bring the world here for our celebration until the project is complete and people can see exactly how Edmondson has been transformed? Are you getting a bit of a chuckle seeing that there's five Canadian teams in the playoffs this year after all the bemoaning that occurred last year when oh there was no Canadian word. teams that made it? Yeah, it was, last year at this time it was the end of NHL hockey in Canada. How could this be? First time since 1970, no Canadian teams in the playoffs. Uh, end of the world. And then a year later, if the playoffs started today, seven teams that weren't in the playoffs last year would be in. <laughs> Excuse me. And five teams, uh, Canadian teams, would be in. It's, it's a testament to the competitive balance that we have, which is extraordinary. Gary, you fought through it. We appreciate you joining us up here uh, during our end of the roll second intermission. Well, I'm, you know, I'm fighting off some bronchitis, and I'm glad I got through the day, but you're the last stop on the interview circuit, and my voice thanks you. All right, that's Gary Bettman.